Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. And I'm Vaughn Gittin Jr., world champion drifter, off-road champion, and most importantly, professional fun haver. Oh, yeah, and founder of RTR Vehicles. <laughs> Freaking so, you say, RTR's <laughs> going to be in there somewhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to be the head of a company and then not mention the company. <laughs> so sweet. This is our uh, podcast about anything and everything off-road. Uh, as always, it's the only way we can do the show. We're so socially distant. Uh, we did it before it was mandated or cool. Uh, I'm in Kansas City. Ross is in Connecticut and Vaughn's in Concord, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte. That's what I was going to (laughs) guess. I would have been two for two, Ross, on guessing where guests were going to be from. (laughs) You're on it, bro. You're on (laughs) it. Batting 100. There you go. Literally batting 100 for episode 100. And I didn't flub the intro. Last show, (laughs) I completely messed up saying welcome to the show. And it was like the first time in 90 plus shows. Yeah. Anyway. 99. Yeah. Here we are, episode 100. Awesome. Vaughn, where would you like to start? We could start talking about what you guys had at SEMA. We can go to the Faroe Islands, which I'm incredibly curious about all of that. Mm -hmm. Or or we can go to uh, Bronco, our race trucks. And you just surprised me, man. I'm I'm here to party and talk about cool stuff. That's what we do. SEMA was the most recent on the list. So you guys had a vehicle there, right? Yeah, we actually, uh, this is, sounds crazy to come out of my mouth, but we had 17 vehicles at SEMA. We just oh put a vlog out. 17 <laughs> vehicles. We had six rigs go out to SEMA. Like, I remember my first time, my first time ever even having a car at SEMA. Um, and now we have 17. It's, it's 17? pretty absurd. But I think the one you're talking about, which was one of the most interesting, is the Bronco Fun Runner? I would imagine mm-hmm. that's exactly it. That yeah. is it. That is it. That Ooh, was for- stealer. I forgot to give uh, Vaughn the heads up that I share my screen, so for the video version, I don't have to go back and edit. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so. that one exactly. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that is basically the Bronco Fun Runner. Uh, sorry, Bronco RTR Fun Runner. So this is a collaboration between my company, RTR Vehicles, and my partnership uh, with Lauren Healy, my Fun Ever Off-Road teammate, we have a line of off-road parts that are uh, coming to market under the Fun Ever brand. And, you know, the diff- for those of you that don't know the two brands, the difference in the product lines are basically, you know, RTR is very uh, like OEM plus, right? Yeah. The more mild versus wild, right? Fit, finish, you don't have to cut things, everything bolts right up to factory locations. Um, you know, proper materials, right? Our grill, use the same materials like a production grill and very high-end aftermarket. And Fun Haver Off-Road, while it's still high-end and properly engineered, it's for a little bit more extreme and the wild, you know, people that want just a bit more uh, than, than maybe what RTR would offer. Both brands very capable, two very different stylistic approaches, um, but two brands I'm very happy and, and proud to be a part of and, and owner of. So what we did, so I'll let a, a little secret out. We haven't told many people this, but if you want to pull up, uh, you could look up the Ranger, Ford Ranger Fun Runner. And so basically that's a truck that uh, we built uh, along with our friend uh, Ryan at Kibby Tech. And what we did was we took a Ranger before Bronco was out and we put a Bronco under it. Oh, oh, so sneaky. We basically put Bronco 
suspension geometry under the Ranger. And <laughs> we used a lot of like ultra four drivetrain components, but what we were doing was learning. Um, yeah. We were learning, you know, how the IFS worked, you know, with long travel and really um, just getting ahead of, you know, what we knew was, what we knew was coming in some effect. And, uh, you know, um, Ford was obviously supportive and helped us get that geometry in and, and it allowed us to get ahead and learn a lot of things. And so what we debuted, the, the Bronco RTR Fun Runner uh, is a package that we will be selling. You can buy it either in parts or complete uh, vehicle will be available in the future. And uh, this takes all those learnings. So okay. basically what you see here is um, that front bumper is a, the fun have off-road front bumper. The grill with the integrated lighting is RTR grill. The graphics are, you know, the RTR production graphics that are a little bit more wild for this vehicle. What is that a topo of? That is topo of Johnson Valley, where okay, okay. we race King of the Hammers. Obviously, yep. you guys know. Um, mm. You know, I don't mean to speak obvious, but, you know, I don't know all your viewers. No, so. no, you're good. You can explain it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and that obviously also where Bronco was born and bred is where we've done a lot of our development for our products. So that area is actually right, like, at that um mountain range called mountains i don't know that they're necessarily mountains but that range that's like right there where backdoor is and Hammertown and the qualifying course famous climb so, area yeah exactly and so uh this truck is obviously a two-door uh it's got the 2.3 um we've got the fun haver off-road long travel suspension in the front with a dana 44 uh front drive unit in it uh, obviously extended hmm. you know up um uh, axles stronger axles we've got fox um the performance elite 2.5 inch uh dampers all the way around uh rtr rock rails uh there's four recaro uh sportster orv seats which oh lauren and i have been uh developing safer off-road seats uh with recaro for a number of years um and now they're out on the market both uh seats for this type of just enthusiast vehicle and then game changing uh racing seats and uh, if you guys want to get into that a little more feel free to ask um in the rear is a upgraded dana 60 um and that is also what gets us the width so we're plus mm -hmm. three inches on each side on the fun runner uh we've got uh, don't quote me but right around 12 inches of travel in the front and right around 14 ish in the rear um, we're, yeah. And, uh, you know, in, in the back, uh, we, the rear of it, we've got a really cool, um, modular accessory mount system, uh, RTR product that basically has a jerry can with a really cool, like quick release that we developed and just a way for you to mount your gear to the rear tailgate also allows you to mount larger tires uh, and handle the weight. Uh, it's a full like tubular mount system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, billet hinges, really, really nice setup there, you know, high lift jack. Um, it's also got Project X lighting. Uh, Project X is who we've been working with for a number of years, developing out not only cool lights, but a connected lighting system, which is really, really rad. Um, they have um, rock lights that actually have cameras on them. They're all connected via your phone or a tablet. So they're like... <laughs> 
Yeah. Then it <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, oh, man. Um, so yeah, like we debuted that. It was a, and obviously as a wide body, right? You look at it. Yep. And the wide yeah, body is, is inspired by our 4,400 race truck. So, okay. you know, took some of that, you know, the front look and the rear with like the flat cutoff, uh, just really, you know, really aggressive. Um, and that's the RTR light bar with the Project X lights on it. And so, you know, just debuted all of a lot of our new products and uh, a complete vehicle. And of course, how can I forget uh, our RTR beadlocks? Uh, mm -hmm. Those are Tech Six forged beadlocks, um, and then 37-inch Nitto uh, trail grapplers. On I thought there. they were 37s. That's yeah. a lot of tire. I guess yeah. that's where the 44 and 60 come in. Right. Yep. So. Exactly. Yep. And um, you know, I I I don't. I believe that under normal driving, the production uh, units, um, you know, drive units will, or differentials will handle 37s. But I think once you start beating on them pretty bad, they're just, you know, Ford didn't build them for that. They built them for 35. So. Right, right. Um, and you want them to hold up. You don't want somebody to come back and say, like, what the hell, you know, I, I bought this package. It's not taking the abuse. Exactly. But, and you know that's that's what we do at RTR. Like we we design and engineer complete vehicles. We sell parts, but usually our parts are are off of the vehicle. And we design everything to work together so that you get a well mannered vehicle on the street and very capable and fun off road. And uh, that's kind of just been the the magic to what we do. Whether it's a Mustang an F-150, a Ranger, a Bronco, mm -hmm. you know, um, RTR stands ready to, for ready to rock. And it's, you know, to me, it's like a, something I've said since I was a teenager, like I'm ready for anything that comes my way. And that's what we like to, to build in our vehicles. And uh, so I'm actually taking that thing out to Johnson Valley uh, very right. soon <laughs> for some serious fun with Lauren, uh, doing some testing and such, and uh, just, you know, general fun having. That's cool. Do you anticipate buyers to be more rock crawlers or more like Baja seekers, you know, high speed runners? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, Bronco is more positioned as a Baja seeking, but it's very capable on the rocks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. Bronco is, we've been involved in it, you know, for a couple of years now, you know, we've done the durability loops with the Ford engineers and this was, you know, this was in the Johnson Valley desert, but very capable in the rocks and, I think that the customers of this vehicle um, or any of our vehicles, I think it'll be pretty diverse. And the good thing is they can do whatever they want, you know, because unless you are in the desert, you know, um, that's where you get just the Baja. But if you're running any kind of trails, you can have Baja and then you come across rocks you have to cross or creek mm -hmm. crossing, you know? So it's ready for whatever kind of fun, whatever puts a smile on your face, that's what it would do. Can't argue that. And jumping. And, and jumping, jumping is good for everyone. <laughs> most <laughs> of the time. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's that's awesome. Um, how was SEMA for you guys? Did you find it to be kind of a different vibe this year? Yeah, you know, I felt the vibe was good. Um, it, I will say it, it was crazy for me. Like, I was nonstop. And that's my normal SEMA experience. But, like, if I'm stepping back, assessing the crowd – it was still busy. You know, there was obviously, I think the biggest thing noticed was there was less vendors, mm -hmm. but like the vibe was high, man. Everyone was so pumped to be back together and it just felt really good. Like it wasn't like this, like, mm, you know, hum, you know, 
bummer. It was like exciting and fun. And so uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, I love our industry and, you know, I find the fun in anything though. So I might be the wrong guy to ask. <laughs> Fair. Can't argue that. This poor so. kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, I gotta go back. The video starts with a kid who's just looks terrified for a second. Hold on for dear life. <laughs> for the audio listeners. It, yeah, you can see uh, her be like, wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. It was, it was, a, a, it was a ride along and say. she was not ready for a drift car, I don't think. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah well, oh, you know, man. that first kick sideways and that thing is screaming loud. Oh, that's our Mach-E. That's the Mach-E 1400. Uh, Mustang Mach-E 1400 that we built with four performance and it was this is my teammate Chelsea and his girl. They were holding hands the whole time. <laughs> I'm on his door, like inches from him. And, then, and look at her. Just, nin, nin, nin. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Chelsea and Chelsea. Uh, believe it or not, he and his wife uh, have the same name and like birthdays right around the corner. It's, it's ridiculous. Really? <laughs> that's pretty like funny. The same person. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so. Great. You mentioned taking the fun runner out to Johnson Valley. What do you do for pre-running for hammers? Do you take something like the fun runner or do you actually just go out in the race rig and, and uh, hope for the best on, on Yeah. So this year we have new trucks that we raced uh, towards the end of last year. Um, and it worked out well. I mean, I earned my first ultra four championship in a 4,400 class last year. So I'm, I'm really proud, really proud mm -hmm. of that. Um, <laughs> and so this year um, we're going to, for the first time, normally I show up in hammers on Monday, we pre-run leading up to the race and race. But this year we're going to go do a full shape, a full like hammers run before hammers. Okay. We don't know the course, but we're going to go and put the durability on the trucks of running basically last year's course. Um, and so that'll be, so that's a new process for us. So we'll go, we'll take the trucks, we'll meet Fox there. Uh, we will do shock tuning in the desert uh, initially. And then we will um, go and do full a full durability loop in the desert, do a full desert lap or equivalent to, and then we'll go run the rocks, see if anything fails. Uh, by the way, I need to plug this. This is a program we're doing with Gear Wrench and Home Depot and Monster Energy, where if you go to Gear Wrench, there's a promo buying a monster and uh, some Gear Wrench toolkits that they have in Home Depot. And the winner is coming out to hang out with us at Hammers, which yeah, is awesome. be absolutely epic. We got some great plans to give them some experiences, let them drive our Bronco and just, mm -hmm. just have some fun. So, um, but anyway, back to hammers which we shot this at hammers and um uh so we'll go do the full testing and then hopefully nothing fails but we actually hope that we learn something or break something that would have broke during the race that we can fix um so that doesn't happen in the race we have very high ambition to go and win hammers this year in both the 4400 class and the 4600 class uh, we have broncos that we will be debuting uh, along with cool. Brad Lovell's 4600 truck and uh, Bailey Cole and Jason Shearer also have a, a 4600 truck. So, um, what's yeah, the difference between 44 and 46 for for sure. listeners who aren't as a uh, hammers privy as we are? Absolutely, yeah. So 4400 is the unlimited class, right? These are you know 900 horsepower race engines, uh, tube chassis trucks, um, you know, just the ultimate of the ultimate 
in Ultra 4, right? And for those of you who don't know what Ultra 4 is, Ultra 4 is some of the most challenging, arguably, you know, King of the Hammer is arguably the most challenging off-road race in the world. But Ultra 4 is short course, desert, uh, rocks, jumps, creek crossing, trees. Like, it's everything you would ever see in off-road racing uh, mm -hmm. or that we are actually racing. And the 4600 trucks, which you have up now, are actually full Broncos. You know, we have Bronco geometry, right? I IFS in the front, four links in the rear. But um, these are actual Broncos built off a of Bronco chassis. These actually have a complete factory powertrain. So these are 2.7 oh. <laughs> EcoBoost with factory 10-speed transmission. Um, the front drive unit uh, is... Um, you know, all this is all production Ford parts. Okay. And basically what's been done to them is you put a cage in it, uh, right? All your safety stuff. So Recaro racing seats, the ones I just told you guys, uh, I call them the back savers because they've got game changing technology in them um, mm -hmm. that will absorb energy when you get big hits rather than stop you abruptly or reverb it back into your back. It's um, interesting. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll jump. I'll, I'll jump back into that if you're interested. After I, I had back surgery, so I, I would like to go back into that. And I'm Ooh, over double, forty, so I'm also double double pun. <laughs> that, so. And uh, and so you know, it's got a fuel cell, right? Safety stuff is done, but beyond okay. that, it's got uh, Fox shocks all the way around. This has been developed by Ford Performance. So basically, Ford Performance said, "Okay, we're going to develop these trucks. We're going to." partner with three teams to we believe in to race them so ford has been developing these along with you know all the teams have been giving input and it's been a really really cool collective program and i cannot wait to get behind the wheel of it and do some testing um that's reminiscent of what nascar used to be like decades ago you know like yeah. it, it has the same underpinnings and it, it's kind of the same vehicle but you can change the safety stuff. So it's, you know, yeah. better for running, but it reminds yeah, me of, biggest... oh, oh, sorry. sorry, no, you sorry, go. Chris, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking of, like, it reminds me when they went to the new F-150 and they had it as they, they took everything underneath it that was new with an EcoBoost and put it, the old body style on it and then ran it through Baja, <laughs> Baja and then drove it back to Michigan. Like they didn't yeah. put it on a trailer. Like Ford, Ford's been known to be a little sneaky about that stuff before. Yeah. And I, I love that they do that because this is how they make things better. You know, so, you know, they, they invest in it. They have very passionate engineering team at Ford Performance. And they're just, you know, to me, they're very fun to work with. Obviously, it's serious and it's business. And, you know, there is goals and learnings. But, you know, they tech transfer is huge for them. And that's why at the end of the day, when you get a Raptor, you get a Bronco, you can go beat on it like you've seen me and Lauren and everyone else do. And they work. And so, um, you know, these trucks are great. They actually have portals on the front of them. So getting, really? some, great, yeah, getting some great ground clearance from the, from it the did look like there front. was kind of a okay. lift there. That's, that's freaking cool. That's yeah. not what I was expecting, but that yeah. is freaking cool. Yeah. Our new 4,400 oh. trucks actually have portals on them too. Four hammers. We actually have two setups on the front end on the 4,400 trucks. We basically have portals for hammers and any big rock races. Mm -hmm. And then for short course and stuff, we have another setup that is no portals and everything's really low and, you know, the center of gravity and, and all those, you know, benefits that you get from having right. a lower ride height. So. Oh, that's so interesting. That modularity mindset, right? I told you RTR is ready to rock. Well, 
you know, our Mustangs have adjustable suspension and sway bars. So you can put a, a drifting balance in it, a road race balance, or, you know, the safety, you know, understeer balance mm-hmm. that you would get from a factory car. And so kind of having that mindset is, is what we, right. what we did there. You know, that, that taps into such a, such a different side of things because so much of the automotive scape and the hobby side of things is like, you need a specific tool. Oh, did Russ just for a job? Okay. Um, came back. But I don't know, I've driven some pretty great autocross cars that were also great at going sideways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's good balance, right? You know, and those cars are really just how hard, how aggressive you've been on the throttle, right? When you have that close to a neutral balance, you can decide if you want that under, if you want to, or that oversteer, mm-hmm. you just want to stay, you know? Yep. Yep. So, uh, was Ford there taking notes and doing R and D with you with the Maki thing? Oh yeah. So, uh, so the Maki that was a collaboration with, with Ford performance. Um, you know, so I, I had a vision, like, you know, I knew what Ford had coming in the pipeline. I know that we, um, you know, I, I knew that, um, electrification is a key to the future and especially Ford's future. And, you know, it was time to show electric in like a fun, exciting, sexy way, instead of like a toaster and, (laughs) or just look at, look at the phone fly off the dashboard. Like we we've seen that. (laughs) Right. Right. And so, you know, I, you know, um, you know, Jim Farley and I have been at Ford around the same time, you know, we got there around the same time. And so he and I are close and, you know, uh, I talked to the Ford Performance team. I chatted with him. We kind of brainstormed like my my original concept and evolved it. And basically, I wanted to we wanted to build a electric demonstrator that could drift. It could grip. It can all wheel drive. It can rear wheel drive. It can front wheel drive. And that is how the Mustang Mach E 1400 was born. Um, this thing is seven motors, three in the front, four in the rear infinitely tunable it's got uh two different front end setups one of them gives about 65 degrees of steering angle for when we're in rear wheel drive mode and the other is much less for all wheel drive mode it just basically maxes out just before the cvs max out in the front Mm -hmm. (laughs) it makes uh 2600 pounds of downforce at 160 miles an hour so all of that arrow is real every hole in that vehicle you see is either for cooling or aero every uh you know every splitter every canard the wing everything is absolutely functional and um for performance did all the aero study my designer Lindsay, uh one of my greatest you know one of my great friends um he worked very closely with for performance to get our vision of design intent integrated with the function of their expertise in aero and straight up, this thing has changed my life. <laughs> straight okay. up, no, no BS. I drive a 1,200 horsepower nitrous fed 455 cubic inch Mustang and drifting. And there's nothing that compares to this vehicle. Um, that, that was my main question with this is like, because you, you have experienced the pinnacle of what a drift car can be. And this, if this thing has changed your world, like that's, that's kind of nuts. It's, it is. I, the first time, so the first time, I'll never forget my first time feeling this car at full power. That is, uh, 
it was my technical director and I, he's in the passenger seat, I'm in the driver's seat. And we just got done driving and I'm like, yo, something's wrong. Like, there's no way this is like, we just got done building this project under wraps for a year and a half. And it only feels like this, like something's not right. Like this is not compute. And so like, there was like a one where a zero should have been or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, you ready? And I'm like, yes. And I floored it. And this thing took off and it was like so hard of a launch. It felt like a magnetic roller coaster and it still does feel oh, like God. that, but it was like, I stopped, like I launched and I stopped. I'm like, is that okay? Like, did we break that, it? Like that, that, you know, like a, a lean motor feels really good till it doesn't. Yeah. So like that mm. that kind of kicked in for me. And we he, we just started laughing like little kids, man. It was like, oh, it was, it was such an epic thing. Like it's alive, you know, like one of those moments. And um, yeah. everyone that I take a ride for in it, they just lose their mind. They're like, yeah. okay, now, now, now I get it. And, um, you know, power is one thing, right? I mean, obviously we know it has power, but the thing that people don't talk about enough with electric, this is not the lightest car, you know, it's no. right around 5,000 pounds. So if you were okay. to tell me That's... normally, Hey, you want to go throw this 5,000 pound car around a track or off edges of cliffs, like we're doing here at Fair Islands, <laughs> I'd be like, uh, not really. But because of the low center of gravity, because of where the batteries are located on electric vehicles, they move like go-karts. So mm -hmm. yes, there is a mass. You are accelerating and stopping a mass. But the feeling that you get when you turn a vehicle like that is so different. It's like a go-kart. Huh. And uh, to me, the driving experience of this is obnoxious, but even the, the production Mach-E and especially the Mach-E GT, it's really cool. Like it is really, really cool stuff. And I'm just excited for pe more people to kind of open their minds and, and experience it a bit. Um, you know, I they'll come around. I mean, we're yeah. still, you know, tip well, of the iceberg here. Well, and, and we, we've had Johnny Lieberman on the show a couple of times and he talked about when they did that really long trip with the EVs, the Rivians, and he was on like the main Southern leg. So like Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, he kept talking about like, so they'd run into people at the store or whatever, while they're charging them, be like, ah, it's an EV. And he's like, yeah, but it's like 600 horsepower. And they'd be like, wait, what? Like, what? as soon as you start talking about these power numbers, people are on board. Mm -hmm. Before yeah. it was just commuter cars. You get 30 miles to the gallon or 30 miles, 30 miles of range. Right. <laughs> 30 miles. You're getting better. 30, 30 miles, miles a gallon. gallon. That's pretty good. Yeah. I went with a fun yeah, it's okay. MPG number. <laughs> Yeah. And so, you know, we've done some really cool things with that car, right? That video you were just showing, like that was Fair Islands. Right. Are you guys familiar with what the Fair Islands are? So <laughs> only from this video. I, I, I knew of them of video. because aren't they like the closest thing to Iceland? Yeah. If you look out on a map, I don't know the facts of it or not. I mean, obviously if you look at all the continents, they look like they were all together. And I think there is a thing that they were all yeah. together. I don't know the, if that's a mm -hmm. fact or if that's like, you know, I don't know the fact of it or not, but <laughs> I believe it was a part of, of, of Iceland, but it's uh, 17 or 19 islands that make up the Faroe Islands. And it is a like standalone state, but is actually a part of Denmark, but it yep. kind of operates on its own. And there is 70,000 sheep and uh, 50,000 uh 50,000 uh, people on the island. Okay. 
And that is the middle of nowhere. It yeah. is really the middle of nowhere. And it, it's one of the cleanest, like, so, I don't know the fact of it, but like the way they generate energy, like it's a very clean, yep. overall, the country mm-hmm. is very clean. And, um, you know, so we just put this video out. You can look it up by just looking up Free Rain Fair Islands. And it's a 12 minute video. It's actually a movie. It's like a mini movie. Dude, it's so uh, much fun to watch. Beautiful. It's yeah. you know, spectacular. Thank you. And what you see and the moments that you see the scenery and you're just like, what? Like, that's how I was every day I woke up. I'm just like, mm-hmm. is, this, is this real? Like, is this real beauty like this? Yeah. And um, yeah. so it, uh, it was a dream come true for me to be able to go there and all, let alone take this creation that we have and just have free reign of the country effectively. So you know, we had to ferry from island to island. And um, how, how creepy or cool were these tunnels? Because to me, like <laughs> once you're under, like I live in the Midwest, I live, there's no large water near me. Being underwater in a tunnel, I'm out. Yeah, these were actually the deepest donuts that we've ever found on record. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. It was, it was That's cool. awesome. They're really long. And they're actually lit like that all the time. Okay. Um, Wait, that's just how, if you just go on like a tourist trip, that's what it looks like? Yes. That's kind of awesome. That's uh, The the tunnels in New York City don't look like that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's really cool. Um, We, we definitely, you know, the, the project uh, is not one of those that went off without a hitch. Uh, I, I had a little run in with a K rail on uh, <laughs> shot number two. two? Oh Oops. no. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. And so uh, our, our production went from five days to uh, two actual driving days. We have a behind the scenes video that'll be coming out probably in a few weeks. Nice. Uh, we also have another smaller edit coming out with uh, it's called the unbridled edit, which monster will be hosting soon. But okay. um that's yeah, one of the it, modes on the Maki, right? Or is that on the Bronco? No, Maki. That's Maki. Yeah. Yeah. So, Can't keep them straight. They both have the, the horse really. You know? Yeah. So they have uh <laughs> it, there's Whisper, uh, which is like the most eco mode. It's very just everything's quiet. And then the middle mode, I should know this, but I don't. But the the <laughs> the mode that I drive in all the time is unbridled, and that's like okay. Full acceleration. It's got a little bit of sound that comes into it, and um, yeah, it's it's a really cool experience. And speaking of sound, this car, when you watch the video, you'll hear the engines, but you'll hear an undertone. It kind of sounds like a jet, um, but that's actually a sound that we developed with T Paint. So really? that car—that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> Matt, yeah, T Paint's a friend of mine. He's an RTR <laughs> owner and a drifter, and uh, so I oh, wow. with him and Harmon. We have military speakers under the front and back of the car. Cause I was like, well, we're building this car. I'm gonna be on the track with V8s. Like I wanna be heard. (laughs) These speakers are weapons. They literally disperse crowds. They project a mile and a half. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so we have one on the front, one on the rear and it's controlled by a a, a software or hardware software system that Harman makes. Um, It's in a lot of, you know it's in some of the production Mm -hmm. vehicles that Ford has. And uh, so that was a really cool experience, like tuning that and calibrating that, how it like pitches and changes based on speed. Um, 
That's wild. But, How'd you guys uh, – go ahead. I was just saying, you know, for me, like that driving experience, you know, a lot of people talk about that electric vehicles. Well, it doesn't make sound. Well, it does make sound. It's different sounds. It's a different experience, mm -hmm. but it's not a V8. But I also like the idea of being able to have experience, different experiences in electric vehicles, right? Like our brain doesn't know. People play video games all the time, like whether it's real or fake, like it's all about the holistic experience. And so that was a way to demonstrate that concept as well. Mm -hmm. I got a bunch of questions. How did you charge on set? What was the protocol for that? Um, we had a uh, generator um that we carried around on set with us okay and that car can fully charge in about 45 minutes okay okay not terrible so, enough time to change tires yeah well <laughs> yeah and and drive cycle i got i like to give my guys a little more credit they're probably about 40 minutes on the tire change mm -hmm. no, okay <laughs> um, but, if one's got it down to 2.5 seconds they need 40 yeah. minutes yeah <laughs> one one nine for red bull um so we uh you know, so, so, you know, while we're charging, obviously doing maintenance, break it worked fine. The biggest thing really, the charge isn't really the issue. The bigger thing is the heat, you know, uh -huh. with energy comes heat. And right, so, right. you know, and with as, as we're commanding, um, you know, so much uh, heat uh, or so much power, right. With this high discharge command of 1400 horsepower to annihilate two or four tires, at, you know, at, at a moment's notice. Uh, the heat is really what we have to keep an eye on. And so, um, you know, and that'll, that'll get better as technology evolves, but with this type of power, you know, you look at a, you look at a 1400 horsepower race car and it's got a massive water pump and a huge cooler, you know? So mm -hmm. um, unfortunately you can't right now carry enough water or, you know, um, you know, uh, coolant in the vehicle to cool down you know, the massive battery pack in it. So. Right. Um, yeah. I don't think people realize that hybrids and electric vehicles have coolant and have cooling systems. I think they just envision it as, you know, the standalone like electric motor and a battery and that's, and that, and it puts power out. That's it. And right. it little, a little more complex. Than I, that. I just don't think we've presented that correctly. Like all of our cell phones get hot when we use them. It's, right. It's battery powered guys. Like it's, yeah. Energy's chemical... got to go somewhere. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yep. So we have to cool the motors and the inverters and the batteries. We cool during charging. Um, so we have uh, we have an actual cooling cart in development. And the battery was designed to pump fluid through it, and that cooling cart will be done soon. But for now, we really use just a very archaic way of cooling and had massive commercial air con like you know outdoor yeah. air conditioning units that we just flow through the battery while we're cooling and it and it does work um so uh but so yeah. if you if you had say an electric bronco that you ran in hammers would range or heat be the problem first well so that's the thing with electric vehicles is you build them for the cycle like what you want to do with them so say hypothetically for a vehicle at hammers you would you would build it so that it was the battery and then you would have a strat, you know, you would maybe use a little bit different battery technology. So this car was battery technology with the highest discharge rate, the most power right now. Mm -hmm. Whereas hammers, 
we would compromise on that to get a little bit more longevity of heat. And if you're not discharging so fast, you know, so maybe my zero to 60 wouldn't be 1.9 seconds, Good but I'd have no problem getting up to 110 <laughs> and keep right. that momentum through the desert, you know? So you would just use different chemistries in that aspect. So to answer your question is, it would be range uh, that you would be focused on uh, for hammers. And um, so, yeah. That makes sense. Well, hammers would present some opportunities for some regen at some point because it's uphill and downhill. Totally. Yep. You would be able to get regen. You could also maybe create a little bit of regen, maybe a little bit of drag on a wheel or two in the front. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of ways to get, to get regen opportunities. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, do you start thinking about this? Yeah, stuff? exactly. Man, it's interesting. A rabbit hole, right? It's so, yep. it's so fun and new, you know? So we, we talked to uh, Emmy Hall when she did the Rebel Rally. They did it in that Rivian pickup truck. And when they were testing beforehand, they were like, hey, if we're in a tight spot, can we at least get someone to flat toe us, turn on the regen and see how much charge they got? It was it was not a lot, but they added like seven miles. Like, and I don't know how long they enough. had it. Yeah, it was enough. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, That's, exactly. Now, see, you keep the... You just got to have some guy just tell you for a bit and add some range. Yeah. And Hey, the region is strong breaking, like the, it's fully adjustable on the Mach-E and like, it's extremely like it will, you know, I mean, right. it'll, yeah. it'll mm -hmm. throw you if yeah. you have yeah. it set to throw you, you know, especially seven motors, like it's, it's gnar. And so on on-road type stuff, and you can really, even for off-road, you can tune it however you want you know, to help you with, with braking and, and, uh, it's, it's fascinating. I, I love the if electric you, stuff. If you can't feel me right now, like I'm, I'm so hooked and excited and, you know, to be for my company, you know, for RTR to be trusted by Ford for such a project. And, you know, it's not something I take lightly, you know, this is, was their first big electric project and they chose us to, to do it, you know? So like, it's, it's a, it's a real honor. It's been a lot of fun and I'm very passionate about, just in general, keeping people excited about driving, you know, it's been such a big part of my life and, you know, it really like pains my heart to hear people being like, Oh, electric's the end of the world. And it's not. And we're also going to have the choice. Like there's yeah. no time soon. True. I see that we're not going to be able to, you know, burn some wonderful smell and DP race fuel or, you know, go it get some gas and have an internal. Ain't that the truth? Engine. Exactly. It oh, might I mean, not always, choices. it might not always be brand new from the factory, but like nothing's been written legislatively on classic stuff, which could be anything old at that. True. Point. Like it. Right. Right. It's true. So, all right. So we've talked uh, quite a bit about the future. I want to dip into past projects a little bit. So contrary to the Maki production, uh, the, the Ford Raptor on the Nürburgring, <laughs> that one still comes up as one of those crazy things that nobody expected. Uh, what was that like and why? I guess yeah, well, let question. me tell you why, first of all. <laughs> so we went there. I went to the Nürburgring for the first time in 2011. And I was like, I have to come back and drift this. And so 2018, I finally figured out a way, thank you to awesome partners like Ford and Monster and Pennzoil who helped me get there. And the only time we could get the Nürburgring was in November. For those of you that know the Nürburgring in November, <laughs> maybe you're gonna not get snow. 
say that so it's there. in the mountains right like yeah and it's a really weird like its own weather system it's really weird huh. and bottom line is we got there and it was foggy and it hailed and it rained and it sleeted and i was like i'm not doing this project in the rain in my mustang <laughs> and so we're like okay well how do we salvage this because the nurburgring wasn't the only way you get a refund on the nurburgring which of course isn't cheap when you rent the whole thing is there's ice or there's fog but if it's raining they don't care okay so randomly so ford was there and i'm like what what can we do i was like is there a raptor is there a raptor here like and so they they found i was like let's just go have some fun with a raptor on the ring and the original thing was like oh we're gonna go through the grass and do this and they were like yeah no you're not so i, yeah, like, I would say they charge we were like, fine i'm just gonna drift the nice. ring with a raptor so we we basically took the locking mechanism off the foot handbrake you know, okay. sorry, the foot parking brake, right? Mm -hmm. So that I could just push it and lock it. Just kick it. And yeah. I put it in, you know, we, we disabled the trash control. We put the rear locker on and sent it. <laughs> and it was absolutely every bit of what you see absurd that much behind the wheel. It was scary. It was thrilling. And uh, I lived it was the only Raptor in Germany. It was owned by a Ford dealer, his personal vehicle, and he let me borrow it. Thank you very much. And that <laughs> oh my happened. God. And then uh, the next year, I was able to come back again, rented the ring in July, and that's when I got to drift it with my Mustang, which to this day is in the top three coolest things I've ever done in my life. Dude, it's, yeah. it's so good. That's, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, I think from a spectacle standpoint, the Raptor just had like this kind of hilarity to it. You know, there's something about vehicles and, you know, this is such a big thing now with like lemons and, and um, whatever that off-road rally is where it's like doing things with well, vehicles that you yeah, or any of those it's like or doing gambler, things with a car or gambler, or truck. Yeah. gambler that's what it is yeah, yeah something you shouldn't do with a vehicle doing that um you know and seeing the mustang on the ring was obviously awesome but seeing the raptor go sideways around the ring was like a recalibrate your brain for a few seconds kind of thing um yeah it's the it's only crazy. way i play forza i just get the biggest thing i can find <laughs> and drive across everything <laughs> yeah there's other ways By the to way, play. My Bronco is in Forza Five, uh, Forza Horizon Five. Mm -hmm. Rocky is in there, so go rip it up. Dude. Really? Yeah, I like, saw that. I was writing a review of Horizon, <sighs> and I saw that. Like, my, oh, my ten year old keeps hammering on me. He's like, "When are we getting it?" I was like, "I oh, don't. When do we get it?" <laughs> yeah. Good luck I, getting the controller. I still haven't been able to finish four. He played all of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come behind. Have you? Have you played Horizon with your Bronco and, and been able to say like, yes, this is, you know, I mean, obviously it's a video game and you're using a controller, yeah, so, but like dynamically, is it kind of there? So I have not been able to play Forza Horizon 5 and I am embarrassed by it because I love Forza, <laughs> but it's just come out right around SEMA time and I yeah. just have not stopped. 
So that's fair. Um, my plan is to do it as soon as possible. I literally have it loaded. I just haven't been able to spend any time on it. And for me, like, I want to, I don't want to be rushed. Like, you know, it's crazy to me that my cars are in video games. I have hot wheels, you know, and RC cars of our creations. And to me, that's crazy. And like, I want to, I want to give them the, the proper time and, and really embellish that, that moment of the experience. So, mm-hmm. um, I can't, I can't say that, uh, you know, that I have. That's fair. No, I can respect that. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of projects and, and such, what's your favorite build you've done on street on off-road? Man. Well, I think one of my favorite and probably one of the most famous, without a doubt, is Ken Block's Unicorn RTR. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ken, you know, Ken came after we built the RTRX, Ken came to me with his concept of building an all-wheel drive Mustang. And then, you know, we collaborate on design and we built it at our, you know, the RTR lab, which is just, you know, amazing. And the things he's continued to do with it, it just makes me so proud. Um, the videos this week alone were absolutely wild i love his daughter in it now Uh, like it still rips like freaking fast like yeah and uh and it's awesome i literally just texted me just texted me back while we're talking i told him how cool it is what he's doing with with leah and um i got the opportunity to to spend some time i've known her for a very since she was a baby Mm -hmm. and um to i i went out and taught her how to drift her fox body a while ago and she's just been really taken to driving and she's going to be a freaking killer and she's going to be do really, really well. And, um, so this is one of my favorite, one of our creations. Um, the Mach-E 1400 without a doubt is, you know, is up there. And then I would say, um, I really love, you know, now toning it down from like the crazy absurd things. I really love our Spec 5 Mustang RTRs. They drive and handle so well. Um, they got 750 horsepower with a warranty. They're just that's, so, that's crazy. And you know, and I expect that after final sign off with the Fun Runner, that's going to be on the list. The Bronco Fun Runner. So, mm-hmm. Are you uh, are you looking forward to some Bronco R projects? I am. Uh, I certainly am, you know, uh, DR Ross Bronco DR. Yeah. The DR. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have any current plans, but I think they're doing some really cool stuff with that truck. I think it's amazing that you can buy a turnkey race truck like that and how many people will race it, but to, you know, you know, mid two hundreds to buy a turnkey truck that's gone through the types of things that Ford goes through before they sell anything just the amount of fun you'll be able to have with that thing, you know, is awesome. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to experience it. I haven't driven it yet. Does it fit into more like, is that going to create like a spec racing series out of all, like how, how does that fit into the, the categories? I guess. Yeah. Um, Ford Ford's working with some of the uh, sanctioning bodies to get a place for it to where it works. I mean, it, I think it already works in like the stockish class. Okay. Um, I don't know the name of it, of the class that it goes, but there is sanctioning bodies and it's going to have a class that it can race in. I think it's already done. I just don't know the lingo. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that thing's got a five liter, uh, five liter coyote in it, which are freaking bulletproof. I have undone unbelievable things. <laughs> with motors. 
and they just work. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people that still don't understand the excitement and power and torque of an EcoBoost that really demand the V8. And so there they have it now. Um, but it, it's really cool. And, and, you know, Ford isn't just going to put some junk out, you know, it's going to be a fun functional vehicle. And, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, who's doing that? You know, who else has turnkey desert race trucks at, that you can buy from a, from the factory, you know, nobody. And so um, Multimatic knows what they're doing, right. They built the Ford GT. Um, yeah. Larry, Larry Holt is uh, an amazing brain and uh, he's been uh, a cooler, fun person. So, you know, there's going to be some new things that, that are going to be integrated into that truck that haven't been in off-road. So I'm excited about, mm. you know, I, I love seeing people's brains at work, you know, and especially when there's different perspectives and, and new things that are being tried. So it's cool. I just, I just love yep. the whole search results. So I decided to put that up. <laughs> a beautiful truck. Um, yep. You know, Paul, Paul Wraith was the lead Bronco designer. Um, you know, he's very involved in this. We actually work with him you know, on the design, you know, he and, he and our designer, Lindsay are like super close and they collaborate on, on our vehicles and things. So it's, it's, it's really cool, really cool things going on around Ford. That's for sure. What would your ultimate money now option build be? <laughs> this, this is a guy who has a 4,400 race truck already. This is I know, yeah, I know, like, I, I'm, I'm really, the, I'm really the wrong Really the wrong guy right now. And I'm, I say that with very humbled and, and grateful. Um, I don't have that answer, man. I've, I've, I've jaded myself and it, and really been somebody that has chased and achieved, you know, the vehicle builds and things that I want. Um, I do want to continue new things in the electric space. Um, you know, testing, you know, off-road vehicles and electric is an exciting thing to me. Um, I definitely still kind of have a want of like a modern all-wheel drive and or rear-wheel drive Mustang that is just absolutely absurd. <laughs> I have visions of like this crazy rally style Mustang that would be fun, you know, low center of gravity, but has some wheel travel. Yeah, yeah. And, That'd be uh, rad. So, so yeah, I've got I've got a few ideas and tucked in the back here, but <laughs> I don't have the one. I don't have the one. Okay. No, I mean that sounds like the ideal, you know, like electric motors up front in a Mustang with 700 horsepower or something going to the back. That's uh and a couple inches of suspension travel, that wouldn't that wouldn't be a bad time. Right, right. Yeah. Kind of See, you went different than that because I was like, just safari it a little bit. There's your rally car. Let's watch somebody else trace Travis through the woods. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. That would, that would be a completely good different noise than any other rally I've ever attended. <laughs> I had to bring you guys in on the brainstorm sessions here at RTR. I can this make, is what we do. I can think of a ton of awful ideas. One of them will be good. <laughs> yep, something will stick. Oh man, whatever. Uh, what happened to the RTRX car? Is that still kicking around? Yeah, I still have it. It's right, literally downstairs from me. Uh, I'm sitting in my office. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's kicking around. I did a project this year with Joey Logano, um, where we went uh, drifting. Uh, he has a 32 Ford Factory Five truck. I think it's a 32, maybe 35. Mm -hmm. And um, we went to uh, Moonshine uh, Town, Wilkesboro, North Carolina, 
Yeah. And we went, uh, they let us have free reign up the mountain. We were drifting up the mountain. And, um, and then we ended up at Wilkesboro Speedway, did some drifting there. And yeah, that car is still around. I mean, I debuted that car in 2011 at SEMA. It's been in multiple video games, RC cars, Legos, toy models. Like it's, it's out there. And it's one of those cars, like I've thought about, you know, getting rid of, but um, it's just one I can't, I just mm -hmm. can't, I can't part with it. And, you know, that was the bigger older brother to the unicorn. That you know, seems like real. the one that, that really like, kick things off for you guys it, it really was and um it, you know it's one of those the first time i really got to really put like my passion and like like that if you asked me in 2011 that question you asked me what is my dream like that was it and that's, uh that's a good one that really did that put rtr pretty heavily on the map and um it's a special car for me for sure yeah that's that thing great. still looks great 10 years on yeah thank you Thank you. Yeah, during that shoot, um, uh, Joey, well, not, it's not Joey's fault, but like that speedway, I'd shit all over it. You know, I had rocks and, and so mm. I got chips. The whole front of the car is chips. Oh, oh no. Oh. The doors, you know, the doors got a big, big gouge on it from a rock. But I'm like, it's character. Like I've had this thing for 10 years and yeah. I've driven it and it just, that's what it is. You know, it's a story. Hey, what mm. happened to your car? Well, we're, we opened up Wilkesboro Speedway and uh, Joey Logano shot stuff all over it with his right. factory five Ford pickup truck. So here's what it is. Well, that's also yeah. like, it's not 100% a race car, but like race cars that they leave all of the stuff after the race on when they put them on display. Like that's, right. the car's living a life now. Like we got to leave it. Right. Like, right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a '30s Ford guy, but that's kind of cool. Like that's not I'm not a hot rod guy by any means. <laughs> it's super cool. This has an FR9 NASCAR motor in it. So this oh, Roush, oh crap, Roush Yates uh, built FR9, same motor. You know, Joey won his championship in. It's right there in that truck, and it, oh my it says nine thousand RPM all day. <laughs> that's that's insane. Um, did he was he able to pick up going sideways right away? Because I know a lot of the NASCAR guys have done dirt track, and that's keeping a car sideways. Let me tell you something about um, Joey Logano. That man is a freaking wheel man. <laughs> he is he is a driver, and he is one of the most competitive people I've ever met in my life. He, uh, he I consider him a great friend. We've done a lot of cool things together. I. Chelsea Denova, my teammate, and I did some training with him. He picked it up right away. The next week, he sent in a NASCAR show car he has to my shop so my guys can add steering angle. <laughs> the next, you know, another time, you know, he and I went out and, you know, he drifted his NASCAR. The debut of the Mustang NASCAR video was me and him at Charlotte Motor Speedway. I pull up behind him, you know, Daytona, you know uh, mm -hmm. Days of Thunder mean mug him like kind of bump the bumper and then we get into this like drift we're drifting through charlotte motor speedway together and uh so yeah he picked it up unbelievably fast and i've watched you know no disrespect to other nascar drivers but i've watched a lot of them try drifting and they just can't get it mm -hmm. um and joey just picks it picked it up yeah that's the video i was talking about you're really good at this um, <laughs> thank you 100 episodes on like taking me down like i'm sharing my life and you're just yeah. putting it in pictures like i yeah. really appreciate it <laughs> well, the scary part is like all i'm doing is google searches so like that's the weird Seriously. part is like it's out there <laughs> yeah 
yeah and so uh you know this car uh you know we, we actually this is joey's this was the first mustang nascar debut uh so we did the uh, Lindsay design delivery on this and uh you know it's got rtr wheels on it and you know a bunch of steering angle and he just uh he was ripping it and he's he's really good i honestly when we did that shoot in wilkesboro I was scared because some of the roads we were doing it on were sketchy and I was really nervous for Joey mm-hmm. and we went out to do our recon lap and I'm like checking the turns out, like, you know, being a halfway responsible human and Joey's just, rah, rah, <laughs> like, he'll never even saw it. And, um, oh man, it's, he, he's a blast and, and he, and he absolutely kills it. So that's a good time. Dude, that's so great. He grew up like 30 miles from me. How he, oh, really? how he ended up doing that is, yeah, he's, he's from Connecticut. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he actually just went back and, like, repaved his hometown track or something I saw. Okay. Um, really into that. Yeah, he's a good dude like that. And he's, got a, he's got a foundation. In fact, right now, we have a program running with Amaze where you can uh, donate to win uh, Maki GT. Oh. And all the pro, you know, I, I can't say all, but the proceeds, you know, go to or proceeds go to his uh foundation so it's pretty cool pretty That's cool it's a maki gt it's got a rtr forged uh maki or wheels that we have coming out from maki on it pretty cool car hmm. oh wow had no idea yeah that's not a bad looking thing either those wheels really change the uh the stance of it oh my god yeah that's what a lot of people say is there a still photo if you click left and right of that there we go yeah yeah, so that's like oh, our geez. graphics package, RTR graphics package, and then those are our wheels um, that we have for for Maki. They'll be coming out next a, thing, first quarter twenty two. That's a great red too. Yeah, it's really deep. Yeah, yeah, it's it reminds me of the red that came on the Ford GT. Um, I don't know mm. if it's exactly the same, but it's very similar. I you think ninety percent of them that I've seen are that color, so <laughs> it must be good. Of the Maki's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I had a guy, I was at Holly Ford Fest, which by the way, if you guys have never been to that event or you ever can, it's in Kentucky at Beach Bend Speedway. They just and they just also have an off-road area last year for the first time. But an owner of a Maki GT came up to me and he was doing autocross and he was killing it. Like he was slaying cars with it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, will you try to drift my Maki GT? And I'm like, yes. So I jump in it, take it on the drift course. And started, you know, throwing it around. And that was the first time I experienced the GT and uh, the power and the torque and everything of it is just absolutely nuts. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that we do when we're at uh, <laughs> uh, grid life. And, and Casual. That's Cletus McFarlane in the Fun Haver Fox. And then that's me and that's Lauren and Brocky jumping over us. That's a, that's a little bit of air. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, and it, right to flat, too. Like too flat. So, <laughs> so you started started talking about those seats. Can we go back to the seats? Yeah. Yeah. So when I got into off-road racing, uh, the first truck I drove had suspension seats. And very and like quickly cushy ones. Yeah, the ones that well, basically, you know, it's what you think you need for off-road, but it's basically the worst, right? Your belts are constantly coming loose, you're moving, and whenever you get a big hit. All of that, all of that um, uh, spring that absorbs you rebounds back through your back. 
So I realized very quickly, well, that's not good. So then I went to um, a hard shell seat by one of the brands that, you know, markets in the off-road space. And um, I very quickly realized that the technology, seating technology in off-road had just not been developed with complete safety in mind, like containment in mind, maybe, but safety, like people didn't do the right research. And so I started talking to some experts and, and did some, you know, some development or some, basically some, some testing and, and understanding of how, how things work and basically realized that, you know, a lot of these companies have a lot of foam, but when you get a hit and you start blowing through all this foam, you're actually accelerating until you ultimately bottom out. And sorry about your headphones, oh, guys. No, um, you, you ultimately <laughs> bottom out. And so that is why, you know, you're hearing of people breaking their back with hard shells. You know, first mm. of all, I'm not going to name seat name brands, but a little soft cushion, you know, this soft that you can just push you, in an impact and a G out or, you know, a place where your air bumps are coming in, you're going right to the hard shell. And after, the, after your butt touches the hard shell, your back's broke or mm. whatever breaks, breaks. And so I reached out to Recaro, who I've worked with for a long time, and they are just the next level when it comes to seating and got their attention to this opportunity and, and honestly, just a safety concern. And so um, I found a, a technology um, that absorbs energy very well that they had never seen. And so, okay. um, so basically took that to them and we developed a seat for off-road using their proven, you know, FIA or proper buckets and integrated this technology. So now, um, you know, not only does it save your back, but the other thing that people don't realize in off-road is like you're racing for a long time and you get fatigued. And when you yeah. get fatigued mm -hmm. and you start like crunching in and you're holding a wheel, like when you get that hit and your back is not supported, you know, you're supported and back and you have your lumbar support, you know, that's when you're strong. But when you're like this, you know, that's when things happen, you get hurt, you get fatigued. And so we basically developed a seat um, uh, called the Pro Racer ORV um, that basically uh, allows you, it basically fixed everything that I saw problems in seats. Um, and I have an unfortunate back-to-back -back comparison in which um, my, uh, my co-driver, so I, I had the prototype of this seat and I wasn't comfortable putting my co-driver in a prototype. I was comfortable putting myself in it because I saw the testing, I believed in it. I was obviously involved, but I didn't want him to do it. So he was in this other, the other seat I mentioned um, and we hit a pretty bad G out at hammers and um, on impact, he broke his back. Oh, oh crap. I was absolutely fine. And from that moment, I mean, that was literally like the sign off, you know? Yeah, and yeah seriously. While it was very unfortunate um, for him. And obviously it sucks, but like the light at the end was like, we learned that <laughs> right? and, and, our, and our theory of is, is just a perfect back-to-back -back comparison that you could never ever get and you know again mm -hmm. it's a bad thing but i'm a rosy red glasses kind of guy and uh that's that's the light at the end of the tunnel for you know from my perspective of 
of a, a, a pretty crappy situation. And um, yeah, I literally, you know, he, he, we waited and he was yelling, you know, he's telling me, he's like, just go leave me, give me the tracker and leave me. Like, I'm, you got to finish the race. And I'm like, no. <laughs> It was like a shock moment. We were both freaking out. Like it was a big hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, helicopter came up, and uh, you know, he's like, "You go finish the race." So I like tried to finish the race, and I got the remote pit, and like, kind of came to from the days, and like, trucks overheating, like water spraying everywhere. <laughs> no. You're not finishing the race, Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that happened, but. Uh, it's a game changer. And for all the off-road people out there, like I just, you know, I can't, I can't, I don't want to sound like a, you know, a wimp, but safety things happen fast out there and super fast in those terrains. And I'm just really proud to be able to have brought something to market like that. And uh, it feels good to bring, you know, give something back to the community at that level. That's a, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in side-by-sides and UTVs and, and the majority of the seats are absolutely terrible. Um, so would be, you know, very interested to see something like that make its way into the side-by-side world because those guys that are racing those things are, they're using either hard shells or, you know, something that has no real safety to it. Uh, but yeah. And it, you, you know, with different things, you know, you can't just reuse it. Right. I mean, a lot of these seats are for road racing and, mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, uh, you know, road racing, you know, if you're getting off the ground or geeing out, like that's a very rare occasion, but like rally off-road, you know, Scott Speed recently broke his back in the same situation. Uh, well, I don't want to say his back, but he broke something in his, in his body. Or something you don't, you don't want to break. <laughs> yeah, from, from bottoming out uh, in his seat. And, you know, he now has, you know, that seat, our seats in mm-hmm. it. And so, you know, I just you know, people skimp on safety and, uh, you know, there is some great conversations now going on with, um, you know, people like Ford and other UTV manufacturers about getting this technology, uh, in, you know, in their seats as a, you know, as, as just a safety measure. And it just, it just makes sense. You know, it's, it's, it's almost in my opinion, irresponsible of some of these seat manufacturers to market and sell seats aimed at off-road without properly, developing and understanding how this stuff works mm-hmm. yeah i i definitely see that and uh it's a different angle of the irresponsibility of what everybody talks about like with the hellcats like oh you could just walk into a dealer and buy that you know but like if you're not safe and you're not comfortable your chance of things going wrong or you're putting yourself or somebody else in jeopardy or, or even higher so yeah it's good to see development on that side of things. So I know we're uh, we're pushing on time a little bit here. Dude, what? I, Last I, question. Hold on, real fast. I just yeah. love that we're all of a similar age that we all just went to stretch after we've been talking about backs. <laughs> well, yeah, we're talking about smashing yeah. our backs, and we're oh, um, like this yeah. dumb office chair. <laughs> I know. I saw one of those comments on that video. Was like my neck hurts watching this. And I was like. Yeah. Uh, yeah a a day's worth of wearing a helmet at the end like oh god (laughs) yeah um have uh has there is there anything you haven't dabbled in that you want to it it seems like you've gotten a pretty extreme variety of of driving and racing and and playing is there anything left yeah uh, that's a great question um family time is really cool (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, it is. That's definitely something I'm really and starting to enjoy a bit more now. Um, But 
you know, I'm, I'm a professional fun haver. I love challenging myself um, behind the wheel. And so I think, you know, um, Baja is something I haven't done yet. I mean, I've raced in those terrains, but never done that full, you know, challenge of Baja. So that's something that's really interesting to me. Um, rally, you know, is something that's mm-hmm. interesting to me. I tell you, I'd really like to take my ultra four truck and do a rally this year. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, like a gravel, like, like a gravel rally, like hundred acre woods, hundred acre woods. That'd be that's in March. Normally. Is it in March? Yeah. That's coming up. Yeah. I, that I, would be, I, I actually asked Ken about that and it seems like the rallies are a little bit more serious than like my hope would be. Uh, like I could just, sh- maybe you can't show up with that, a non-street legal vehicle and run a stage. Well, like, Toyota had a RAV4 in it, like uh, Millen. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, Ryan yeah, Millen. Yeah. Ryan. yeah, and I know I just saw like a Honda CHR that looked like it was rally prepped. Like if they're getting crossovers in, like why can't we run the 4400 class? Like, yeah, there's any uh, ARA or rally guys that are listening to this and you want to reach out, let me know that I can bring my 4400 truck to one of your rallies. I'm in. If not, I might just have to find a rally stage i can i know we can definitely i know i know where we can tie you to yes yeah i I have an email for you yes okay i would love that yeah texted him today actually so oh really yeah because i told him i couldn't make it so well remind him about april and now we're we're doing that in april i will definitely and i'm going to tell him that vaughn has this idea so yeah that would be oh god that would be a collab for the ages right jesus <laughs> if Just if anything if they you. don't let you in the actual race i know a guy who's got land that has rally stages so and dogs are you talking about texas yes yes texas dave yep yeah, we've, we've been there okay yep, dave yeah that's awesome it, that, that's awesome i feel like dave knows dave definitely knows somebody who we can get you yeah that's, <laughs> i didn't even think they're called dave or even i could call bucky I didn't think about there that. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. They're <laughs> on the same wavelength these days. So there you oh. go. No, but when we had um we had Larry Chen on and he was talking about Baja. And it seems like, you know, usually you hear something about a race or an event and it just one ups what you expect of it. But every time you hear something about Baja, it just snowballs into like, uh, you know, they're chasing trucks from helicopters from like below the cliffs to get shots. It's just total madness. Yeah. So Larry's we got to make it down there too. Travel the world with Larry since like 2004, 2003. And it's so awesome to see his success and, and what he's, what he's been able to do following his passion. I just love those. I love and how, how chill he is like always. Right. Like, <laughs> And protected from the sun always. Like he gets <laughs> he it. Is. He really is. <laughs> yep. You know, he's yeah. smart, man. Smart dude. He's getting well, behind the wheel too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just got a car to go drifting. You know, he's been shooting us forever. I'm it's funny, believe it or not. So one of my another one of my friends from uh, uh race services, uh Andy Lapuka, um, who actually uh um was a, a executive producer of, of Fair Islands. And um, he got a Mustang and no training, just jumped in it and started drifting. He's like, I've watched you guys, your in-car video <laughs> for, you know, he was our, he was our, yeah, for years. And so he just like, jumped in and was like, yeah, this is how you do it. And I'm there's like, 
There's what? some more to that, but okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, where we start. It worked for him, yeah. I mean, if you get a skid pad long enough, I'm sure you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a snowy parking lot in the Northeast. Yeah. Well, sweet. Uh, which which accounts do you want to plug? <laughs> I yeah, have a no, lot I mean, of I accounts. Think, you know, my personal my personal account uh, at Vaughn Gittin Jr. Um, you know, at Funhaver and uh, RTR Vehicles. You know, Funhaver is a, a a lifestyle brand around having fun and mm-hmm. just the mindset. You know, my mindset that the world just needs a bit more fun. And uh, you know, you guys are clearly fun havers. And uh, if you guys would like some gear, I would love to send you guys some. Okay. Uh, but for me, it's just a very high vibe. Um, you know, all about having fun, no matter what it is, like whatever puts a smile on your face. And so I'd definitely love people to check that out. And uh, yeah, I appreciate all the love, man. I've really enjoyed chatting with you guys and hope to see you at an event at some point. Maybe uh, we'll see you at Bronco, uh, Bronco Safari or... Definitely. Really, you know, yeah. uh, Moab at some point will be there a couple times this year, and maybe we can, uh, you know, you can hop in or bring your rig. That'd be great. Oh, my, my oh, rig yeah. is hilarious because I have four kids, so it's just a giant suburban, <laughs> it is not ready for anything. Perfect, we got winches, <laughs> exactly. Like, I have max tracks, that's literally like yeah. first step was buy max tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. So, the suburban got air today. Oh, my god. <laughs> Oh, I, I got air in my avalanche once upon a time. So that, uh, have you camped in your avalanche? I got rid of the avalanche, I think eight years ago, but I should have kept it for that purpose. So you can just put your legs into the back. Yeah. Is that, that's what it was. Like, I don't know why I just thought of camping when I heard that name, what was the deal mm-hmm. with it? You can do what, what is it? Well, it had that mid gate that folded between the cab and the bed. So you could just like put your head into the cab and put your legs out into the bed. Yeah but that's yeah. what that was my plan when i to go see texas dave was to take the suburban and drop the second row and it was just kind of a sleeping platform like i was like <laughs> then kids get in the way and yeah just stuff <laughs> anyway uh, all right I'll have to show up so yeah uh you can rate and review this show on itunes you can like and subscribe on youtube they're all over the place if you're listening to audio lead and you found it you can rate us on any of the things it doesn't have to only be on itunes mm-hmm. uh um, so Vaughn is at Vaughn Gittin Jr. on Instagram and it's RTR Vehicles on Instagram. And I just followed the Fun Haver account as well. I, I hadn't Wait. found that one yet. So thank you. It looked fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, you can read uh, what we write on Hooniverse, UTV Driver, ATV Rider, Everyday Driver. Mm-hmm. I still got to get a better order for those. Like I've, the drivers. There's no good order. Yeah. There's no good order for it. So Ross is no, not like the one from Friends and I'm at Overlanding Dad. And we did it. That's the show. Thank you, Vaughn. Yeah. Thanks, Vaughn. Appreciate it, man. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us for the uh, big 100 here. This was a lot of fun. Keep it up and hopefully you guys get to hang out soon together. (laughs) Right? Right? Maybe uh, maybe in 22. This is the weirdest part is like, he's the person I talk to the second most other than my spouse. We've never physically been in the same place. (laughs) Dude, same. She's like, who are you texting? I was like, I'm texting Ross. You guys are going to have the greatest man hug ever when you got (laughs) out The funny part is going to be just like 100%. the foot difference in height between. Yeah, oh, seriously. It's not a full I'm short. I'm short. So. <laughs> <laughs>